Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money. We like that. All in one place for totally free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your cellular telephone or your computer, so no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else, those other places that podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify, and when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&As and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions, and best of all it's totally free zero catch we've been using it ever since we started how long gone and ever since i discovered spotify for podcasters i feel like having the option of turning off the q a's and the polls on the user dashboard (laughs) has really helped uh boost my creativity and take it to another level i highly recommend giving it a try download the spotify for podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started What's up, big fella? Hey, what's up, big dog? NYC TJ is in the house yet again. Yeah, TJ is definitely hungover. He ate some disgusting intestines last night, but Cursed Cuomo just said, that's it, bitch. Masks are over, baby. He just said it. What do you mean masks are over? Just like straight up dead ass, it's all over? New York hit 70% vaccination rate or whatever, so he's like, that's it. It's over. It's a rapsky. That means that it's not required to, but businesses still can ask their patrons I would to imagine. wear a mask. Yeah, your little liberal-ass businesses. That's why I unfortunately have to shop at Vons now, um, because Whole Foods did require a mask this morning. What is Vons smoothie offering looking like? The smoothies at Vons are going to be in the pre-made section, probably <laughs> a partnership with uh, Chobani I didn't or, know if it was, or something. It was Yo a, play. a naked juice type situation. You know what I mean? Like that's what. It Do means. not say naked juice. I'm sorry. What aisle? What aisle is your naked juice, sir? <laughs> uh, yeah, but I went to the gym today. All the gays had their masks off. It was fucking hunting season. Is your is your gym a gay gym, Chris? Yeah, it's like a legendary gay gym. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's for the fellas. It's I, I literally legends only. Le- literally, there's no chicks there. I'm, I'm not exaggerating. There's like perfect for you and your gay baiting ass. I only want to be around buff gay men when lifting. That's like it is inspiring. You don't like a little eye candy while you're while you're pumping, Chris? Come on. No man, some like some like workout chicks and gym shark matching sets with fucking beats, purple beats. Well, on. I guess if you set, are bro. you are in West Hollywood, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. it's yeah, not yeah, gonna yeah. be. It's- not every gym is only full of roided out gym shark chicks <laughs> who can but, squat but, weight but you know, eight times what I can do. <laughs> Yeah, but I don't want, I don't want, yeah. You know how there's like... Regular people go to the gym. Yeah, I don't want to be around regular people. I want to be around fucking monsters only. Ew. You know? Okay, Jesus. You're sick. I know, bro. Well, um, speaking of monsters and big fellas, the thing that I always forget whenever I'm in New York is how every single person refers to me as, hey, big man. Mm -hmm. And big man lets me know that someone is about (laughs) to ask me for a thing that I have, whether it be a cigarette or what, you know. Hey, big man, let me get a dollar. (sighs) 
big man, big fella. You know, only in New York do they do they refer to me as big man, and only in New York do they uh, still let me know that they could dunk on me and beat me at basketball very easily. Yeah, these guys could beat you. This guy, this five five, could dunk over you in Tim's, bro, while eating a bacon, egg, and cheese. So you something to think about when you're on the court. But I mean, would you rather? Would you rather your local bodega guy call you big fella or big guy or chief? I would love a chief. A classic I mean, chief. I've been I've been calling people boss lately, which goes in and out of style for me. I don't love boss. So now you're an Armenian guy that works at a vape store? I don't understand. No, boss has been boss has been going around for a long time and it's always a little demeaning. Yeah, a chief I would agree is a little bit demeaning as well. Uh yeah, a little I guess a little bit. Chief is just kinda like I don't know. It's a little ubiquitous now, but when whenever you call somebody boss, it's almost always somebody who, if you were on the employment hierarchy, would be underneath you. Nobody ever says like "thanks, boss" to somebody who's to an like, actual boss. An actual boss. Yeah, it's always somebody who's like, "Wouldn't it be funny if I called you a lowly person, boss?" Yeah, and yeah. you can't do anything about it. But I'm, you know, getting a little silent chuckle myself. You know, these these are the ways that uh, us privileged people get to control the narrative, and I'll keep doing it, I guess. Let me say this: I do love to control a narrative. That's important to me. That's that's like an important thing to me. It's very important. Also, I need I have a bone to pick with fucking banking. Well, actually, I have a bone to pick with all security measures because. <laughs> okay. I was Chris at the is bank heated trying, right now. I could tell. And this I'm is fucking good. heated right now. I was at the bank over the weekend taking out uh, taking out a fairly large sum of money for an apartment fee for a deposit. Yeah, for deposits, all the rent, all the shit. I'm standing at the fucking desk at the bank with my ID. I've swiped my debit card. I've put in my pin number. They're like, okay, we're gonna send we're gonna send an eight digit code to your phone to to for security purposes. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? I'm standing right in front of you with my fucking ID. What? Why do you need to check? What are you talking about? It's crazy. Everything's everything's got a security like like it's it's so insane how many steps you have to take to get to anything that you own. It, it doesn't make sense. I guess this is a little bit of old man shouts at cloud, but I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you. It is you no, know. no, no. I mean, I think that a measure of security is of course necessary. But if I'm standing in front of you with my ID and multiple other forms of uh, yeah, I of, wonder of, what scenario would be in place where you showing uh, your cell phone you know the the four digit code on your phone like what scenario would that actually prove advantageous i i can't really think of it if, if, maybe if somebody was like holding you virtually hostage or something like that or like there's some yeah, weird kind of virtual situation where you have to like blink twice if your pin code is in danger i don't know what it is but well i've just been dealing with a lot of a lot of clerical stuff lately and i've just noticed that the that the logins and the security stuff is is getting out of control but tell luckily, me about it tell me about it i can only look at my ethereum on my phone i don't know what my password is for my computer and it logged me out oh that's too yeah that's too bad i'm i'm, I'm sorry to hear that uh but there's some other news that's breaking. Okay. Non-binary Grammy-nominated uh, singer and podcaster Demi Lovato has signed with UTA. Uh, she's left William Morris after years and years, so I just wanted to make you aware of that as we continue okay, to try this to book her, is a book her on bomb. the show. This is a bombshell. <laughs> of course, we heard a lot of rumblings that you know the rumors were flying around, but like, 
there was no like solid confirmation that this was going to happen exactly. and like especially like i was i was thinking like if this does happen earliest like september just the way it's been but to have that happen mm. like mid-june it's crazy in the middle of the summer to drop a bomb like this but you know august when everybody's asleep it would make sense you know what i mean but this is just it's something else i don't know i don't know how we're gonna the deal with it, deal with it so when you hear that does that mean she was not happy with her representation or william morris was like we're all set with all this y'all i would hope that william morris was like you gotta <laughs> chill bitch like we're all set on this it could it could be a mutual thing i it's first of all it's never mutual that's industry rule number one demi lovato is is put that on a freaking t-shirt famous enough to like really make money yeah even if she is brutally annoying she can still make some agent nine hundred thousand dollars this year i love when she dated like an ultimate fighter and got she honestly demi lovato's gone through more phases than a fucking teenager like it's crazy she dated an mma guy and was like into mma for a while now she looks like she's on designing women the tv show i i just don't i, I, just, I forgot about design she's a woman of many well sorry a nine non-binary being of with many hats it's it's truly insane because demi Lovato also can really sing her ass off like it's kind of insane how crazy her voice is unfortunately she uses it for bad she uses it to take down <laughs> a local froyo place instead of belting out the national anthem at a large sporting event and that's the problem that's where her focus needs to be she's a good singer but does she, i mean i don't know she has hits but they're like they're Karen hits. I I can't I can't name one of her songs. She ain't got the slappies like like some of these other. Um, she hasn't been able to get past my gatekeeper's gate. No, she hasn't gotten the Jack Antonoff cosign somehow. I hear you knocking, Demi, and I ain't gonna let you in. Yeah, Jack Antonoff said, "Nah, I'm straight." Look, I'm super swamped this this summer. <laughs> I'm super swamped. This Lord album is coming out. Yes, it's really boring, but look, I I gave it my all. Yeah, oh Lord. We do have uh, a guest today, Big Twin, a fella, yeah, Big Twin, a fella from the from the music business, George Lewis, aka Twin Shadow, Dominican American singer songwriter. He lives in L.A. You know his music, I'm sure. I'm happy to chop it up with him. He's actually uh, going into a writer's camp, which I, I we can dissect on the show here. Is he is he learning or is he teaching? That's what they do in the music business when when people write songs together. Okay, everyone goes over to someone's house and you know they have mushroom chocolates and we just vibe out and see what how see what kind of demos we can score. Yeah, out. they put on their Diplo Crocs, they get their acoustic guitars out and they just start they just start strumming. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's uh, is let's... this something? Yeah, let's give him a call. <laughs> is this something? Yeah, let's uh, <laughs> let let's give uh, Big Twin a call and and see what he's up to. How Long Gone is brought to you by our dear friends at BetterHelp, Jason. BetterHelp. You know, the summer travel season is coming up. Luckily, my BetterHelp therapist also fancies themselves a bit of a travel agent. So for maybe the first half of our sweet sessions, we we're spent off, obviously off clock going through, you know, hotels, ferries, <laughs> car rentals, restaurant recommendations. It's as if I have two wives. I have two wives inside of me. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, so uh, it, it is a fun way to find and connect different therapists. You get one that you really like. You guys are gossiping. You guys are chit-chatting. You guys are talking about your personal interests. Next thing you know, it's time to actually do the work. So it feels good building those uh, mental health relationships with people you actually like. And on BetterHelp, there are 
so many different therapists to choose from. I don't like anyone. If you're thinking of starting <laughs> therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash how long today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash how long. Nice. How Long Gone is brought to you by Nutrafol. As you know, you know, hair thinning is quite complicated. Like your skin, hair is a reflection of your health. Uh-oh. And internal factors can impact the way your hair looks, feels, and most importantly, grows. Nutrafol's whole body approach multi-targets underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker, stronger hair. Go ahead, give it a tug. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth suppy with over 1 million people seeking thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with considerably less shedding. Thank God. Take the first step <laughs> to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code how long? All one word. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists and professional stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L. I got Raf on the nut. <laughs> Dot com promo code how long. That's Nutrafol.com promo code how long. Hey there, overwhelmed foodies. Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options, feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same? Fear not, because amidst the chaos, there's one shining star worth your culinary affection. Home Chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea. They're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of. Say goodbye to swiping left on lackluster meals and swipe right for the one brand that will make your taste buds swoon. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef design recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, I like to chop myself, or quick microwave meals that are assembled in minutes, Home Chef has you and your entire family covered for delicious meals, witty options per week, and serves a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. I'm keto now. Not only is it convenient, but it is also economical. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Mamma mia. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering my listeners... Our listeners, 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert faux life at homechef.com slash how long. That's homechef.com slash how long for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash how long must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. <laughs> Where are you right now? I'm in Los Angeles. I'm in Beachwood Canyon at my place bro that's fucked up i just moved to beachwood yesterday oh congratulate welcome to the club i don't i'm gonna need some tips on how to get up to the uh, hollywood sign so if, you, <laughs> if you're if you're if you're the guy for that yeah you need know. to guide chris through the wood that's what they call it up there right? <laughs> unfortunately i live in this in this little tiny pocket where most of the tourists collect to take pictures because it's oh, it's kind of like Damn. my drop the address <laughs> yeah right um <laughs> no there's the amount of 
tourists up there lately in the last couple of years? I'm sure you've been there for a while. It's it's getting fucked up. Yeah, I'm just sort of waiting for some people to get mowed over, you know, and <laughs> mowed over as in like vehicular manslaughter, <laughs> yeah. kill the people. He's like, yeah, that's right, bro. I, I think <laughs> I, I think some blood on the pavement might just kind of set, you know, <laughs> know, it might it might just straighten things out for just a minute. Yeah, we don't we don't need like many people dead, but you know, we need a little warning <laughs> shot to let people know that like, you know, buyer beware. Uh, it actually doesn't bother me too much. I, I, I hope one day to own property and, and just watch my property value just skyrocket because of it. But I have a couple motorcycles in my garage and I, I very often times I'm, I'm working on them out there and i have this long beautiful dr- driveway with these bougainvillea trees everywhere and a lot of the tourists will walk down the this long ass driveway <laughs> pa- past all these homes taking pictures and one day i was crouched sort of underneath a bike so you couldn't see me and i had five french tourists come in and they were touching like fondling my bikes <laughs> what what <laughs> And I popped up and I was just like, in what, what state of mind, what state of, what state of privilege must you be to walk into a man's garage and fondle his motorcycles? I got the answer to that question, George. French. French <laughs> is the state of privilege. <laughs> French, see, world out with style. We go well These French well. motherfuckers think that your house is a museum. It's, but I mean, when I when I first went walking up to the the Hollywood sign and you have to go, you know, you kind of have to like go sometimes through people's backyards, sort of, or at least on their property in the land. And I was walking by and I was looking at it and I was just like, "Sorry guys, like I know that you're you're used to this, but this is just it's happening and to work so hard and get a 8 million dollar house and just 100 tourists are just traipsing through your backyard every day so they can take a fucking shitty ass selfie or a tiktok it's terrible the best part is yeah I, I, alex was like what why is there a guy why is there a 50 year old man with a tripod and a ring light on the side of the street <laughs> i was like oh it's like the ho- the hollywood sign baby what do you think this yeah. is this they made it look they made it i don't look 50 peak content creation happening in, exactly. in Detroit. Yeah, yeah. for for, yeah. for like 40 for 45 and up. that that is the vi- the vibe is a little older i i would say that though it's interesting it's not like super young like a lot of like tourist attractions tend to be you know you have like artists like lana del rey who really like glorify the like hollywood thing and the, and the hollywood sign and you you don't see like real emo kids doing music videos underneath the hollywood no, sign no. that's because that's because they're doing them they follow lana del rey to 7-eleven instead so they're doing <laughs> kind of like a they're they're doing a, a tiktok at the slurpee machine uh in tulsa it's tough to get a parking spot up there in beachwood <laughs> so the young young people don't really have the the patience for that and they just keep it moving yeah, on you know i don't know line. about you george but when i was 16 i wasn't a great parallel parker so it does it comes you know that kind of skill comes with age i think it's true i didn't know you were are you a gearhead in general like do you have cars and shit too or just motorcycles i sort of am a gearhead i'm a gearhead by night you're a you're a late night grease monkey is that <laughs> yeah what does that mean what i don't understand <laughs> uh, it it means that uh, instead of going out and socializing like a normal human being, I go to my garage and wrench on my bike. I have three motorcycles and two vintage cars, but I'm not a collector, and I and I don't I don't love the vintage scene. I, I respect it. <laughs> I, I respect it. 
it's all it's all for me. It's not for anyone else. Well, the problem is the problem is when you get into anything far enough, you realize it's just dork shit, and it's just different kinds of dorks. Oh, totally. You know, it just it it just depends on what the what the what the fascination is. But it sounds like you're into it the perfect amount. Once you make your life around it, and you dress a certain way because of what kind of car you like, that's when you go too far, and that's when nobody wants to have sex with you anymore. Yeah, that, that's yeah, <laughs> it's th- yeah, true. That's true. I I call I. I, I always say like I always say like a warning sign to, to anyone getting into anything. I said once you feel like you're nine years old and collecting baseball cards again, you should probably stop. Yeah, back back on back on back on out. <laughs> the actual problem with men is that we all get to that precipice very quickly. You know, we we stand on the edge of that dorkdom <laughs> so easily. It's it's in everything. It's in music as well. It's like music production. The last thing I ever want to do ever in my life is talk to another man about synthesizers. <laughs> George, that's uh, we I had about 45 minutes yeah. planned where you and I could go over different re- reverb times and uh and compression uh threshold settings, but okay. I guess this podcast is over. Thank you for joining us. But I do I mean, I I feel like I've reached that point a little bit with like working out, um but I stop myself uh, at like data collection. <laughs> Like I don't, I don't look at, I don't have an Apple Watch or a Whoop or I don't use Strava. You don't have a strap around your chest. Yeah, I don't want to know any data. I just want to feel good and look good, and I feel like that saves me from going too far. Because if you start crunching the numbers, then it becomes a full time job, and that takes the joy out of it too. I think to an extent. You should be crunching your six pack. Yeah, and God gives you all the data you need. It's called cum gutter. Exactly. 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 God. God will intervene when those calves are absolutely popping. But what is the? So what is the vintage? lineup at the crib we got two motorcycles and two cars two triumphs one new one 1972 we've got a 82 harley davidson flh we've got a 1971 ford pickup truck long bed i like that are we are we like barry bonds uh <laughs> are, we, are we there yet yeah no i mean you're not do you like how do you like how i only knew one baseball player i was like uh <laughs> you confuse me for a sports person that's not no no i don't like sports i like looking good okay i'm vain oh, it has okay, nothing okay, to do okay. with athletic performance <laughs> what's the do you, have, do you have a new car at all or just old shit we call it the dad shield <laughs> So I have a car, a car that the cops won't fuck with me in, which is uh, like a VW Golf. So you do a lot of drunk driving because I know what you're talking about. When when I was when I was like in my twenties, what kind of car I got? A lot of it depended on you know not getting pulled over. Oh yeah, because I did like to to drink and do drugs. So I would just get the most common car, you know, just a black Prius or whatever it is. Just you know, just so you blend in with the crowd when you're totally swerving on the one ten. Well, Pri- Priuses are a target now. You got to go more dad than that. You got to get you got to get like a a Keurig, a VW Keurig, or a, one of those mm-hmm. Porsche SUVs that look look like Shamu. I got to get a Taycan. <laughs> yeah, you got to spend eighty k to look like a dad in LA. That's the beauty of it. That's, exactly. That's the beauty. But it's all true. Right. You mean, can you can do all the drunk driving. You can you can <laughs> smash into. All the people on Beachwood Drive and get away with it. No problem. So do these cars, all this old shit, like this requires constant maintenance from you? Is that kind of the vibe? It does to a certain point. There's sort of this golden moment where you've fixed everything sort of simultaneously. The, The thing that vintage people who aren't committed get into is they chase one problem at a time. 
and then the following problem creates the next problem. So it's all about uh, it's all about holistic care, you know. <laughs> much like much like the body, much like the body. I get it now. It's got to be real. mental and physical. You got to get down to the root of the problem before it infects other parts of the of the vehicle. You know, it's like people who want good breath but don't brush their teeth. You can't. You can't. Mm-hmm. You can. T- you can throw as many mints down your throat as possible, but. <laughs> Sure. It's not going to. Yeah. Yeah. Is- and then if you really want to go holistic, like, you know, you can, you can hit it with the, the Tom's a main whitening anti-plaque all you want. <laughs> but if you don't stop eating Indian food, we're going to have bad breath. You know, you got to. Yeah, that true. plug was impeccable. We don't do this shit for free. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we have, we have to make money. Um, shout out to the, our friends at Tom's of Maine. I'm just, I'm just here to prompt you guys on ads. Okay. I'm good. I'm glad you got that email. The sponsors love organic inclusion. So it's good. It's good to think about that. Speaking of uh, mowing over tourists and the Toyota Prius, I don't know if you remember this. I barely do, but I almost hit you with my Prius one time at the parking structure of the Gold's Gym downtown LA. <laughs> do you ever? Do you remember almost getting hit? Or maybe you almost hit me. I'm trying to remember what it was. Wow, was I on my motorcycle? You were just like walking. Oh, cool. <laughs> and I was just kind of oh, cool. whipping around the corner a little too fast. And I and I was like, oh, shit, sorry. Almost vehicular manslaughtered twin shadow. Big fan. Keep it moving. It was fine. Man. You weren't mad. Um, you know, it, to be honest, uh, when you ride motorcycles, and this is this is uh, on a serious note, and I, I really wish it would would stop happening, but on a motorcycle, you almost get killed every day by someone stupid like yourself. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no, but um, so so I, hey, it, you're alive, bro. It really didn't. It probably didn't phase me. And honestly, getting hit on foot um, somehow believe it or not for those of you who don't ride is uh, much less scary than getting hit on a bike yeah i mean we've had a couple guests on our show uh fellow musicians who have had some some motorcycle issues you're, you're i'm sure you're familiar with singer songwriter dashboard confessional he oh, yeah. he like a year and a half ago something like that just like shattered all of his shit and he had to relearn how to play guitar i don't want to put these evil thoughts into your head george i'm sorry but you know when I learned to ride a motorcycle for fun, for a story, I was terrified instantly. I, I just don't have the stomach for it. Like, I just don't. Like, did you grow up doing this? Did your dad do it? Like, where did the where did this need come from? It's called a need for speed, Chris. <laughs> oh, a need for speed, of course. I'm sorry. It is something that has been with me a, lo- a long time, and uh, my father did ride motorcycles. So it does it does have to do with lineage, for sure. And I've been riding really, like, seriously since I was 18, and I say to people all the time, I'm just like, if you didn't start when you're 18 and got this stupid suicidal bug, if you wake up at 30 and decide you want to go to the Harley Davidson dealership, you're not having a midlife crisis. You're having a late night light crisis because you're probably going to die within a week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's how I feel when, when a guy my age picks up the acoustic guitar and thinks it's time to be a singer-songwriter. I would agree. When somebody becomes a musician after 30, I'm like, where were you at? What were you doing when you were 14? That That's when people start this. You don't start this that late. <laughs> yeah or or just like heroin just like come on <laughs> yeah, bro you like you made it this yeah. far like don't just don't yeah. yeah there's a difference between getting discovered late and and picking something up late i i skipped the gym this morning to hang out with you guys so what does that say for my 
physique am i just never gonna that says that you were in need of a mental workout <laughs> yeah okay we're a mental squat rack if you will um that's kind of <laughs> how we think about this what is what's the gym routine looking like i feel, I feel like i'm on joe rogan's podcast now that's right pussy yeah <laughs> yeah i'll fucking kill you bro. yeah covid is fake loser uh no no what is what is the gym routine looking like i've been pretty consistent the last since getting my gym membership back which they ripped me off for we won't get into that go ahead and call out la fitness oh damn so you're not a gold boy anymore okay we're moving up i ha- i don't have one near me and uh i had some intimidating experiences at the one in venice when i lived there for a little while and i <laughs> I I, I think I know which LA fitness you go to now that you say this, but continue. You guys are stalking me, waiting to hit me in the garage again. We're going to fuck you up, bro. I won't avoid the routine. The routine uh, lately has been getting on the bike, doing the spin for about an hour, and then doing like arm workouts. But I, I don't know any of the terminology. We're trying to come out of covid slimmer and with larger biceps is what we're looking for exactly we're trying to get the cardio going i actually had i actually had covid after the vaccine and my lungs no come on (laughs) not late stage covid no (laughs) you should not have gone to tulum with diplo i told you not to do that i told you not to do that (laughs) no i i went i i went to one party and had one too many people doing the like obligatory i did coke and so i'm gonna talk in your face (laughs) as close Uh, as possible i was not one of those people of course not i got infected by the by the coke zombies you know coke talk has infected me personally and i've also been infected by it so i can feel i can feel your pain but what 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 were the did you get the fucked up symptoms or was it okay i i did I i lost my sense of smell and my sense of taste completely like i've lost my sense of taste when having the flu, but I've never had anything so profoundly missing Interesting, as my sense of smell and taste. Like it wasn't kind of gone. It was like empty, empty, yeah, it, nothing, nothing happening. You could give me a bowl of poop or pudding and I, and if I, if you, if I was blindfolded, <laughs> it would be no difference. There's a new album title right there. Bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, yeah we're, you're doing the work. <laughs> Damn. So that, but that was like recently. It was about four four weeks ago shit did you get the johnson and johnson which one did you get bro i think i got moderna oh thank god i mean (laughs) sorry for you but dude that's really crazy so you're fully vaccinated and you got covid from coke talk (laughs) yeah damn Damn, dude honestly though i didn't you're the first person that i've talked to post-vaccination because i always thought that was a little bit of fauci spouting some bullshit but you're proof that it's real no, it's it's real, and I think what's hilarious is that I know I actually know a bunch of people who it's happened to, and nobody, everyone's like so afraid to mention it. Like it actually helps other people if you just tell yeah, them if it's I, real. Yeah, totally. yeah. Well, you know, it it helps my sexual partners if I tell them I have gonorrhea, but you know, <laughs> you don't always have to tell them. You know what I'm saying? It's not the easiest combo to have. Damn, that's really crazy, though, man. Well, yeah, no, so you're it saying sucks. it sucks. You're having it to sucks. get your breath back, is what you're saying. Yeah, I sort of like felt it. I I really did. I sort of felt it in my lungs. I mean, I I wasn't sick, sick. I wasn't I wasn't dying or anything, but I definitely just felt like. uh I had this sort of crazy brain fog and my like <clears throat> my respiratory situation was not what I'd like it to be. <laughs> I mean obviously especially since you're a singer and you need need that to 
to do your job, but also because I feel like you probably enjoy a nice cigarette. Oh man, it's like uh, that was that was actually the hardest part was that I've gotten to a place with cigarettes where I really, really just enjoy cigarette a cigarette after I eat. Mm-hmm. It's like the greatest thing in the world. Yeah, no shit. You know, like. After you eat every meal or after you eat din din? <laughs> no, din, yeah, he's din, like, yeah. dinner. He's like, actually, how I, many I, meals? So I, I spread out my meals 10, 10 Yeah, times my a diet day. is six meals per day. So, um, <laughs> and there's a few snacks in between as well. So it kind of works out in my favor. So you, so you like a little Siggy for dessert. Exactly. Exactly. And punctuate the meal. Exactly. It's, it's just, it sort of just clears, it, it, it resets everything for the next day. Oh, yeah. I was like, well, I'm eating. But I can't taste it. So fuck eating. I lost like six pounds or something only because the desire to eat was completely gone. Nice. Goals AF. Yeah, goals and goals. The COVID diet. You're back on the bike. Are we feeling better? Are we getting it? Are we are we feeling back? Yeah, I'm I'm feeling pretty pretty back, you know. I it maybe sort of reset my whole like what's the word I'm looking for? Hypochondriac. It reset it back to I don't care. <laughs> oh nice um, really yeah, the because, good the good way yeah because during covid when when gyms were sort of op- still open and hanging on at the beginning i would sort of be the guy with like wiping down a bike like i was working for the damn gym but <laughs> 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 i mean i mean like man twin shadows on his hands and knees cleaning spin, spin bikes <laughs> at, L- at la fitness what the hell's going on i swore to god twin shadow had a record deal i swore to god he was, had a deal I'm, i swore man <laughs> but you weren't like a hypochondriac super citizen germaphobe guy before covid I, I wasn't to a certain extent. I mean, I have my... I, you a little OCD? Yeah, I've got my OCD. You know, I, I before people were talking in my face on Coke, I get really... <laughs> I'm, I'm a proximity uh, OCD person. Like, I can't have many people me, too near me. Um, I'm not like on some Trump shit, but, I, you know, <laughs> there's a certain amount of... I don't want to feel your breath particles... Sure. Yeah. That's, I think that's reasonable. That's fair. I think most most people have that, yeah. especially when it's you and you're like, oh my god, twin shadows at tenants, and then you know eight <laughs> people are crowding over you and like, you remember that time when you wrote that song? That was so awesome. <laughs> and then it might be, it might actually, it's it's funny because it might have been. Next thing you know, you got COVID. That, I don't, I don't think I was always that way, but definitely going on tour. The biggest thing people don't realize is you, you get sick on tour all the time because you're sweaty after a show. Your fans are sweaty after a show. The pores are open. You're hugging them. There's something truly beautiful and, and very sincere about meeting fans at the merch table or whatever after shows. And honestly, you'll never experience a unconditional love like that ever in life. But That's what I was going to ask mm-hmm. you about because... I hate our fans, so I need some help. <laughs> I need some tips from Twin Shadow on how to fully embrace the fans. It's not really the fans' fault. It's a you, yeah, it's a you I, thing, I was, Chris. I, not a fan I'm thing. I'm sorry, Chris. I was I was gonna maybe say the same thing. You know, I, I think the <laughs> I, I think the thing that you always have to get over is that you know, would you be a fan of yourself? Definitely not. <laughs> from the Absolutely. outside there's our there's our problem right damn there. that's really hard to think about but you make music so it's a little different i feel like a a podcast I, I feel like i could see outside myself if it was based on like art unfortunately i don't consider podcasting uh an art um jason does well i chris i would be a fan of myself i'd be like this motherfucker is spitting at me i would be like damn this guy is killing it 
I have a way that you can help help put this into perspective for yourself. Okay. 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 Would you rather? Would you rather have your fans, or uh, I'm not, and I'm not talking about quantity. Would you rather have your fans or fans of what's that Canadian guy, uh, uh, Joe Rogan leaning, uh, like? Oh, Jordan Peterson. Yes. Would you have? Oh, would God. you rather? <laughs> would you rather? have and again not quantity but with quality would you rather have your fans or jordan peterson fans which one definitely mine definitely ours they there you go have you had have you had like wild fan stuff or is it usually pretty reasonable for you i've had a couple situations that have gotten incredibly out of control including a fan that hacked um hacked into my shit and i really can't go into it past that but um, I've I've had I've had three really really unsettling experiences in the last Damn. in the last nine years of people taking um, fandom uh, a step too far mm-hmm. and and you know it sucks because I I sort of understand it like I I do understand when someone you look in the mirror and you say I don't blame these hosts <laughs> yeah yeah I'm hot I can no, sing no, I got no. guitars and cars and shit no, no. I totally get it. it I I really do I really understand when I when I was 18 years old and like. You know, Joe Strummer said some shit, and I—that I, was my religion until I completely abandoned it. You know, um, being being indoctrinated by musicians' lyrics is like—it's so easy when you're young. A couple years ago, I was hungover as shit. I walked into Gelson's, you know, trying to get a fucking Gatorade or something, and Tom York is there in the in the Gelson's lobby. And he takes one look at me, and he's like, "Not today, big fella." This ain't happening. <laughs> and he he knew he knew something was going to go down. You know? And I was I respected it and kept it moving. But I think once you are at that level where people are approaching you, and especially if you're a musician, where you know your lyrics can be very personal and touch somebody's soul more so than like, "Oh my God, he's killed it on this Avengers movie," or you know his his dick joke was fucking sick. Like you, they have a real connection with you like a real one and that's and sometimes people don't know yeah the only that. the only thing i could ever feel anything about is music like movies and tv and shit like actors i like actors and i think they're talented but it doesn't it, it doesn't do the same thing for me that music does same it's just podcasters for me but yeah i mean i i never slept outside of morrissey's house and got him to sign my arm and then went and got it tattooed but i thought about it <laughs> You know, I would. I did think about it, but I don't know who I would fan. I mean, probably like I've met Elton John before, and I kept it together. But he's very high on my list. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think I'm older now, where it doesn't. You know, you 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 realize that everyone is just a person. You know, they're obviously more talented than you, etc. But like, <laughs> it's not. You know what I mean? It's not like this god-like, myth-like creature. It's more like, oh, this is a very talented person that makes something I like. Uh, very early on, I remember who did, who did I meet? Oh yeah, I met. I'm, I remember when I was a kid. My dad was really into Richie Havens, and we went to we went to one of his concerts. You know, I was blown away. Uh, it was it was really one of my first concerts I ever went to. And I remember he was at the merch table af- afterwards. We met him, and my father sort of was trying to joke with him, and he just had this really. He, he was just humorless, and I understand that. Yeah, I understand that now because it's like. Some nights you just can't, you just can't deal. Don't have it. But I had this very quick realization that never meet your heroes, never try to meet your heroes. 
If you see them at the grocery store buying bananas, that's sort of like dismantling your image of them enough. You don't need to go talk talk to them and see how even more human they are. Let them be let them be monsters in your in your mind, you know. Just keep that. <laughs> I think if I was if I was, you know, at at the Groucho Club and I see Liam Gallagher having a pint, you know, across the way, I'm not going to I can't even I want him to remain as he is. You know, I don't want him to Although I would love for him to roast me, maybe, and the, the the chance of that is high, I would probably leave him be because I want to. I want the the you know myth in my mind to remain. Don't take that out of the plastic. Exactly. Leave it as it is. It is speaking. I mean, just speaking of Tom York, um, uh, my one interaction with him was that I went to go see Nick Cave when he did these shows where he was um, playing songs and sort of just talking to the audience in between. Yeah. So a Nick Cave show. I was really, really late to the show. Uh, I think my manager got me the, got me the tickets, and my manager was sitting in this row full of uh, famous people. And I walked in so fast, and I was so I was so excited to watch Nick that I just sort of barged through this aisle. And the first thing I did was stepped on uh, Tom York's white suede shoe. Damn, bro. and I and I. And I was on my motorcycle before and I looked down and I actually, I actually saw like an oil spot on his white shoes. No, And no. I was like, I was like, oh, well, I'm not even sure I said sorry. I just sort of just kept going. Damn. You can't even, you can't even get a Johnny Greenwood verse now. You fucked up. <laughs> Damn. You really did. Fuck. I mean, uh, on the white suede. That's funny though. It was brutal. You don't wear white shoes in like tiny little movie aisles. Yeah, st- stay out of the fucking pit, Tom. Yeah, Tom. <laughs> yeah, stay out of the pit. It sounds. It sounds like your dad has cool taste in music, though. Uh, there's a spectrum there. <laughs> he's uh, he's on the spectrum musically. <laughs> he's this, the same guy who introduced me to Richie Havens and introduced tried to introduce me to James Taylor. I think James Taylor is like the most, um, you know. If you were forced to wear a pair of Dockers for the rest of your life, that's, that's James the, Taylor. You know? I think James Taylor has his moments for sure, but I think that was that a compliment. I couldn't tell. I, I mean, that, no, but that's 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 exactly what I mean by it. It's like boat, boat shoes and Dockers. Sometimes it's appropriate, but most of the time it's not. <laughs> mm. When you put it Wise like that, I, I mean, I think I mean those guys though. I mean, someone like James Taylor is a good example of like. He was so he was very cool at one point, and then it just he's been around too long. It's very it's very difficult to age into being a musician or a musician into being aged. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, like rapper rappers have it the worst. Like nothing is more irrelevant than an old rapper. That the that it's just we don't mm-hmm. like that. Um, but luckily, if you play an instrument, we don't like. We're that. a little more forgiving culturally. I would say. Yeah. Do you get to do that? Have you done that kind of stuff often, where you've had like the full fucking like horn section and stuff <laughs> i honestly i haven't it's something that i it's sort of like this double-edged sword in my mind where i sort of see that as this very like obvious place that all musicians go and i get sort of like okay you got the gospel singers okay you got the two dancers okay you got the horn section don't come don't come for spiritualized on this podcast okay? <laughs> just, just fyi <laughs> No, I think I think it is incredible and I and uh I've seen a bunch of amazing shows like that. But I do think it's like it is this obvious place that people go. I still believe that bigger is not better. I, I don't disagree. I think it works really well on like a TV. 
you know what I mean? If you're playing, if you're playing, you know, Seth Meyers or SNL or something, I think that's the time to do it and make the label pay for it. Right. Also, I don't think people realize how expensive it is. Oh my God. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, then that's, um, I'm sort of speaking out of not having had the privilege yet to, to be spending that kind of money. It's, it's almost impossible to imagine, especially post COVID where you're having to do the expense of like making sure that everyone's tested to make, making sure yeah. mm-hmm. that you have, you're carrying the insurance, the proper insurance for every human being. I can't even imagine the expense at this point to have that kind of uh, personnel. I don't dream of it. I think those two things are powerful in their own way. Like singing someone on stage with just an acoustic guitar is like insane to me. And seeing someone with 20 people kill it is insane just in a different way. Of course. I mean, you hear, you hear Van Morrison go la 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 la. And then you hear the horns hit with it. <laughs> God damn. That's, that's, that's special. God damn. God damn. I mean, but can you, can you play instruments like that? Or are you more of like a guitar keyboard kind of guy? So I like to try to play every instrument known to man uh in a mediocre way so that i can record it and not hire anyone so you, you go for the tame and paula route <laughs> wow um no come on Ke- kevin's kevin's pretty masterful no no, no. he's a he's a musical genius so that, that was that was not a slight on his musical taste that was that was more he's a he good ass, he's a good ass drummer good ass drummer um I, I like him but i like to i like to play instruments even more fucked up the, my my version of that is much more broken and i'm not going to say the word punk but i'm going to say the word punk you want you want to put a little george's stink on there in the only way you can yeah exactly i don't like to be as clean about my mediocre playing i just like to go in there bull, i'm very bullheaded with other instruments so i i've been like playing trumpet and um i do play saxophone which is my first instrument cool but i i sort of just like bead the shit out of it and then i sort of edit down from my ridiculousness that's that's literally our podcast <laughs> yeah yeah that's the, that's it. we have a sim- we have a similar approach uh well is there is there new music coming are you going on tour i mean what's the plan now he's been releasing some tunes over quarantine last few months right yeah so i'm i'm releasing a bunch of singles right now i have a, i have an album coming out on july 9th the idea is to play some shows in la first and then sort of carefully go into um, seeing what touring look, looks like. I just feel like tour is the same thing as like getting the vaccine for some people. It's like, I'm going to wait to see how this goes for uh, a lot of other people. And not, although I, I rushed into getting the vaccine, so I don't know what I'm talking about. Well, just just let, let no, it's, depending. It's always on, smart to not be the first person. Depending do, on venue you know, size, let us know. We are available for an opening slot. Uh, we've, been, <laughs> we've been working on our our live show. Yeah, you laugh, but it's not funny. This is serious. So we'll talk to <laughs> we'll talk to, we'll talk to your manager after the show. So we'll we'll do yeah. a few very intimate nights with Twin. You know, just get the get the kinks out, and then we'll we'll see what we'll see what we're going to do about Coachella something like that. I think that touring though, I think that people are I think everything I think everything's going to sell out immediately and it's going to be fucking crazy. Yeah. I think people are desperate. Oh yeah, I was like I was at like a, a place, a restaurant yesterday that's usually so empty on a Monday and the the it felt like a nightclub. Like like I was I was ready for the uh the mirror ball to drop in the middle of the day. I think people are really like people are ready. I mean, today's it. I think in New York and LA, I think like most of the restrictions are lifted. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, I just saw an an Instagram story of somebody at a restaurant ripping the six feet sticker off of the floor. <laughs> the, the, the six feet distancing sticker. I really want to do that's, that's great. That's great content. That's what we need. Man, people people are so rebellious. <laughs> Such rebels in this country. People are crazy, man. Do you? I, I was told you were doing a writing camp. Can you explain to us what that is? Because I think people hear that term but don't really know what it means. Yeah, um, there's kind of like, I mean, it, it can mean a couple of different yeah. things. But in LA, if you're a producer or a songwriter, you sort of go on these like this like speed dating circuit of like musicians that you collaborate with. What ends up happening is that. They come over to your house. They're sort of tired. You're sort of tired. You're like, should we postmate something? Mm-hmm. You eat something on the porch together. You listen to a couple more shitty demos from each other. And then you are like, hey, should we, should we do this next week? And then you never reschedule it. To combat that, some smarter and more productive production companies and labels and managers put together these writing camps. They've kind of handpick people who actually get shit done and they put them together. This isn't, it's not always the case that they pick the best people or that it's productive, but (laughs) most of the time it's, it's, it's an effort to actually make sure that music gets made. And I actually, I used to hate the idea of it, but I actually really admire it. Now it's like very much Tin Pan Alley, Barry Gordy model of making music where it's like, Hey, like talented people, are fucked up people and they are lazy and they are idiosyncratic and they're fucking weird. So why don't we like, just like have them focus their energy for a couple of days. So I, I actually am very much a supporter of it and I'm, I'm excited to do it. I'm really starting to enjoy it for the first time. I think uh, earlier in my career, like, you know, so much ego goes into music making and it's really you, you really have this thing for a very long time of not wanting to give away your precious energy <clears throat> and i'm sort of on the opposite side of that now i really i don't i don't have myths about like oh i, I, w- I really want to create community i mean i'd love that but I, I know that that doesn't always happen and a lot of times it's just business and it's business and creative and that's fine but i'm much more of the mind that you know, giving it away, giving away your energy is actually what uh, helps create more of it. Yeah, I think that that's a story I've heard, you know, a similar story where people, when they're younger, they don't think they want to do it. They think it's kind of a waste of time. Why would I do this? And then as you get older, you kind of see the benefits from it. But I also think that there's, culturally, I think people are more interested in what goes on behind the scenes now than they were when we were younger. People care about who's playing on stuff, who's producing stuff. Like we know names of producers now where I think 10 years ago, 15 years ago, unless you were like ahead, you didn't know that kind of stuff. There's more of a like democratization of power and yeah, power and credit. Credit is kind of give is given where credit is due a little more. A younger generation of artists are really, really into like, they're like into being crews and they're into being like, really representing their community and lifting each other up. There was this thing in indie rock that was very just like, we want to be rock stars, but not in the age where rock stars made tons and tons and tons of money. And so there was sort of this sad, sad kind of loneliness <laughs> that also uh, also was broke. <laughs> it's nice to see people being like, no, like all my boys who come up with me or gir- and girls who come up with me, like, Everybody, everybody gets a piece, and I, uh, I actually really love that. 
I think once you get older, you're you're more open to work with other people, and you're more open to the idea that somebody else's input could help unlock some things in you that you didn't even know were being blocked. Totally, yeah, um, totally. You know, and that's just that's just being a Virgo. I don't know <laughs> if you're a Virgo or not. But it feels like it. I'm an I'm an I'm an Aries, but and I am. I mean, I say all this, and I I am still the most sort of closed door musician I know. I. I need like a supreme amount of quiet to create. I need to like, this may sound dramatic, but I, I, I a hundred percent really believe this. I, I always say like, I need quiet to hear God, you know? Let's go. And I, and I really genuinely believe that I need, I can't have someone interrupting me with their thought in the middle of a thought that might take three hours. Like I, I will sit and stare at, my screen with Ableton and I'll just look, I won't touch anything. I won't play a single note. And then it'll just be like, okay, I got it. Shit. And that, mm-hmm. that thing being interrupted by a person tends to make me feel homicidal, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying, to put, yeah, lightly, to put it lightly, to put it lightly. Yeah. So, yeah. so like this, this, uh, God's going to come out and talk to me. It might be five minutes. It might be five hours. I'm going to sit here and park it like I'm waiting for uh, the supreme drop to happen. It's going to take <laughs> as long as it takes. And if I have some heifer blabbing in my ear, it's going to I'm going to it's going to be fucked up. I'm going to have to start over from scratch. Totally. So you're, got- you're saying you're in the lab like alone, alone. Like there's no producer. There's no like engineer. It's just it's you in the laptop and whatever you need. This whole record that I just made was almost entirely that COVID quarantine. Uh, <laughs> pandemic quietude. It was great. Do you get a lot of alone time and quiet time, or do you maybe get too much? I definitely I'll probably almost get too much. I've become a loner for sure, um, like a certified one. I'm trying to make sure that that sort of stays inside of making art, mm. and that I like release myself from that when the art is done being made. So I'm I'm working on it. What's the what's the drug intake looking like these days? Are you, are you smoking trees? Like what's going on in the stew? I think it's mushrooms. Yeah, he's definitely a mushies guy. <laughs> you 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 sort of nailed it. I've definitely I've definitely been more of a mushroom guy recently. I'm gonna put this on the record because I want him to know that his weed is too strong. <laughs> Seth Rogen? <laughs> <laughs> no. Actually, uh, should I? Yeah, no, you maybe should. I'm no, not. no, no, you should. Uh, yeah. Shout out your drug dealer. Please shout sorry. out your drug dealer. I'm sorry. Sorry, two white boys can't peer pressure me into anything. I'm not going to say his name, but he knows who, who he is. I went over to his place to borrow a, uh, a mixer. He said, hey, man, do you, want, do you want to take some nugs with you? And I was like... <laughs> I was like, this guy sounds cool, whoever it is, but go ahead. (laughs) Can we guess who this is? (laughs) And I was like, sure. He's like, yeah, this is the stuff I've been growing. And I was like, oh, well, definitely. So, so of course, instead of, you know, I'm thinking he's going to hand me like a a joint he's rolled or something. And instead he gives me like the, the, the like monster garbage bag grip of the stuff garbage bag i thought you were gonna say like the erewhon mason jar <laughs> the big dog erewhon mason jar but you got hit with the garbage bag <laughs> the garbage bag the, the hefty <laughs> and so i go i go home and uh, i was with my girlfriend and we you we, start breaking it out into grams <laughs> yeah, <enough>. exactly. <laughs> i pulled out the scale i've got that 
a whole box of Ziplocs that haven't been used for sandwiches. <laughs> so I had my girlfriend get down into the underwear just so she can't take any of my shit. Start, start breaking down girds. There's a gun on the table in case something gets a little sideways. Yeah, yeah. You can't be too careful in these situations. That's how daddy got a new triumph. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was a big, big year in quarantine. No, that, I, I did. I did the opposite and I, I got home and, and she really, she really smokes and she can handle herself. And I, I, I not so much. I'm, I am, I'm more like a psychedelic person and, an, and I love, I love alcohol. So let's go. My thing was like, Oh, I'm going to go home and eat this little edible that I usually eat, which it was, which is really this really super chill. I don't, I'm not big on, on trees. So I don't, I don't know the grams. I ate the edible and then I had two puffs of this dude's weed. You know who you are. You know who you are, motherfucker. And I, within minutes, first of all, we were laughing. And then she thought it was funny if we put on Cheech and Chong because I was like, I've never watched that movie hot. So we put that mm-hmm. on. I love this. It's immediately not funny. It's uh, immediately scary. <laughs> and then I just, I just go into a fetus position on the couch, tears water falling off of my face and looking up to her and saying, have you seen, have you seen that the, the meme where the, the guy's like eating an edible and he's crying and then he, he's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And at the end he goes, should we, should we go to the hospital? <laughs> <laughs> that was you. <laughs> that was, that was me. Like I, I was shivering and being like, I, I think we have to call 911. <laughs> yeah. Damn. For real. <laughs> For real. The, and so, yeah, I mean, so you got crossfaded on weed only. You did edible and Seth Rogen's weed, and you got fucked. <laughs> damn, damn. It was terrible. It was terrible. And so, so honestly, I'm like, you're all set. I've never had, I've never had a bad trip on mushrooms. I've never had a bad trip on acid. So it was only Diplo's weed that did that to you. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> He's growing in Malibu, but you know, you should. Good, you know, if you're looking for something, you might want to try Coke, man. Just to, just want to throw that out there. It sounds like it's, I mean, I don't know, you know. I think he's ready. Yeah, I think you've graduated, man. Once you- Twin Shadow, he's he's been living in Beachwood for a while. He's been making the music that he makes. I don't know if cocaine is outside of his, <laughs> his purview. This, 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 you know, his purview. This weed growing musician is not the type to drop NFTs. All right. That's, that's Damn. my clue. Damn. Oh, okay. Another hint has I, been, I dropped. love a hint. This is a fun game. This is a fun game on the show. Well, we should have done an hour of this. <laughs> people, people would love this. Uh, yeah. Name that fucking nug grower. Wait, what did you borrow? <laughs> what did you borrow from him? A synthesizer or what? A mixer. A 70s. Tascam mixer, not to get all baseball card about it. Okay, so you got a funky little Devendra. Board. Devendra Banhart does live in your in the neighborhood, <laughs> I think. So that no, Devendra will no no no. Devendra is notorious for killing all of his. Plants. He that guy cannot. He can't keep, he no. can't keep a cactus alive. That that Devendra. Yeah. God damn it, man. That's really funny. That's really, well, so you learned your you learned your lesson, and you're gonna you're gonna have to stay away from the grass. Is, I mean, I've learned that lesson like twenty times in my life. That's a good point. Yeah, we've all learned that lesson. But if you if your girlfriend's chiefing, it's gonna be tough. You know, she's a smoke legend. I I don't know how to. I don't. I I can't keep up. I just 
I just get drunk and fall asleep on the couch. Like, the is it like an all? Is, is she like a mm-hmm. wake and bake type, or is it just like when 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 duty calls? Oh, don't put her on blast. No, I don't mean it in a bad way. I think, <laughs> I think some people operate better like that. I just could never wake and bake. I could only smoke at night. No, she's definitely not not that. It's it's more just um, the strength does not bother her. Yeah, no, it, exactly. It's just she she can she can she can tire her shoes. Yeah, I cannot. Yeah, okay. you know? sure, sure, sure. The basics. <laughs> the, she can brush her teeth and yeah. you know do a whole thing. It's it's. She's like, I'm gonna smoke this joint and then uh, just be normal and not go into the fetal position. Yeah. yeah, there's something I've noticed in general that women handle uh, weed better than men. Me too. I don't like being around guys. I mean, I don't like being around a lot of guys on a lot of different substances. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Poppers only for me. Just, yeah, uh, exa- exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Honestly. I'd rather hang out with a bunch of hot chicks. And stuff, <laughs> <dude>. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that's crazy, that's Jason. I mean that's crazy, bro. Mm-hmm. Call me loco, but yeah, that's me. <laughs> Damn. Well, uh, all right. So, Twin Shadow George, thank you for joining us. New album out July 9th. July 9th. What's it called? What's the name of the record? It's called Twin Shadow. Damn. Yeah. I love I love when somebody puts out the self-titled, in, you know, later in their career. That's a power move. Mhm. Yeah, that's that's what I'm going for. We love that. Uh uh and you you have a new label, correct? Your own label. I do. I'm putting this out on my own label. It's called Shree Shree. Don't send demos yet. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess I'll I guess I'll wait 6 months. You give me the high sign and we'll we'll get one over to you. <laughs> do not send this man any WeTransfer transfer links. They will expire before <laughs> yeah, he downloads yeah. them. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for joining us. Honestly, it was great. And um new record July 9th. We'll make sure to listen to that. Uh tickets will be on sale, I'm sure for these LA shows at some point. So you guys stay tuned. If you're a fan and you do coke, 6 feet. Yeah, please, please. 6 feet. Please. Six feet is a and I'll see you I'll see you at Gelson's. I'll be the guy loading up the BMW with cases of sparkling water. Um so if I need if I look like I need help, I do and I would appreciate if you came over. <laughs> I, I got you one. Uh all right, thank you King. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Thanks guys. I'm sick to your heart, straight to your heart, I can't get to your heart, she said, I'm sick to your heart, straight to your heart, I can't get to your heart.